Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Monday. Is it Monday? July 11th. I think it's Monday. Feels like Monday. Uh, It is. We are here live. We're actually starting off the show today with a guest who was just here a little bit ago, but we've got him back for some exciting news. So I think, uh, you know, the the rest of today is a free-for-all after the guest. You can call with questions for the guest. You can call with questions for me, but line them up, um, and we'll get to those calls here pretty quickly. 855-950-3835 is the number to join us. So pick up the phone and jump in. If you have a question, a comment, a topic, anything goes, I am going to welcome back Eric Miller, the senior product manager at Garmin. Let's, uh, let's bring him in right now. Eric, welcome back. Hey, Kevin. How you doing, man? Have a good weekend? I did. How about you? Yeah, I did good. Good, good. It seems like we just had you here. I know. Yeah, I'm excited to back in such a short amount of time. Makes me feel more comfortable. Yeah, you guys have been busy. I think it was actually kind of funny because the last time you were on the show, the first call we took asked about a question that you'll be able to answer much better today, right? Absolutely. I actually, yeah, some of those some of the calls from last time really made me excited about the, today's announcement. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Last show was, we just had so many callers. Everybody's excited about the new products. You guys have really, I mean, it's really coming together now, kind of this whole in-cab suite of products. Yeah, absolutely. We've been working really, really hard. We we just love our trucking customers. You guys are just seller. You are loyal. You come back, you keep coming back to Garmin. Um, And so that just, feeds me with more engineering power and ability to make you guys even better products. And so uh, that's, that's the goal is to just kind of keep that relationship going, to keep pleasing, pleasing the customer. And hopefully they keep coming back to us so we can keep doing more better and better. Great things. Absolutely. And we'd love being a part of it. Uh, like I said, last time we had all kinds of excitement. So let, let's just jump right into it. What's the, uh, what's the big announcement this week? Yeah. So to follow on from our, our, our other products that we announced uh, last week on the 6th, we announced the Diesel Cam OTR 710. So that is a 7-inch GPS navigator with a built-in dash camera. So it's kind of two products in one where you get that uh, you get that great 7-inch navigator with the OTR 710, brand new, all the greatest, latest, greatest new features that we talked about last time. And then we integrated a high-end dash camera that is in the back that has a swivel lens that you can mount up in your windshield and it's your kind of eyewitness on the road out in front of you so constantly recording what's going on out in front of your truck so that you can uh, keep keep that best keep your best foot forward and protect your protect your business um all at the same time protect your livelihood uh, with a camera that's that's kind of watching out for you so it's constantly recording. We record at 1080p video, 30 frames a second. So you can get all those details. You can see things like um, license plates and all those great features. Um, and then on top of that, um, it's all of, it's integrated in with all of our modern dash camera technology. 
So um, all of the video clips that get saved, if there's an incident, they get automatically saved. And if you want to save something else yourself, you want to clip it, um, all those little clips, video clips get saved um, and they get sent right over to uh, the mobile app automatically when they're in, when your phone is in range with your device, they'll send those video clips over. Um, so your phone gets those and they get loaded up into the Garmin vault. And so that's, that's built into the diesel app. And you'll be able to see all of your clips right there on your phone and easily share them with whoever you need to share them with. Say you just saw something cool and you just want to share it with your friends. You can do that. Or if you see, if there's an incident and you need to share something with law enforcement, it's easily done from the phone. So that's, it's a pretty cool, um, it's a really, really cool features. Really, really great product. Uh, I'm excited to announce that today. Yeah, boy, that is exciting. You know, as, as I'm listening to this and I'm thinking about all the products now that you've just released recently, you guys have been cranking stuff out. We've got the watch, the navigator, the headset, now the built-in dash cam, which is awesome. And I'll tell you what, why I'm excited about this. I've I started in computers really, really early. And for the first so 18 years or so, I was, you know, DOS, going all the way back to DOS, then Windows and PCs. And, you know, with, with that environment, you had every option. Everybody made stuff for PCs. And I just remember, I used to spend an awful lot of time working on the computer rather than working with the computer. It seems like I was always either trying to get printers to work or something with the network wasn't right and the third-party app didn't want to play with this. And it it was just nonstop. And then I switched um, to Apple products right around 2000 or so uh, when Steve Jobs came back to the company and they brought out their new operating system. And um, what a change that was. I stopped working on the computer and only worked with it. I, I wasn't dealing with all that, trying to make everything work together and you get it working and then somebody does an update and nothing works anymore. And that's kind of, you know, in technology, what I've been looking for. I've been trying to stick as much as possible with one company, their devices, their software, just because it makes things so much easier. Our life has become so complicated with all the technology and my God, my refrigerator talks to me now, you know, and it's, it's our whole life has just been taken over by this internet of things, which means it always seems like something isn't working right. But when you get a company like Garmin that kind of builds their own environment, the more things they bring into that environment, the less I have to work at things. Everything just works better. I think the last time I I told you I had a different headset than Garmin. Mm -hmm. And it was that one piece of equipment that wouldn't let me set up the system the way I wanted it to work. And the headset, because it was Garmin, fit right in with everything else I was using and everything worked the way I wanted to. Now we have one more device. We have a lot of people that want dash cams now. And to have that kind of integrated into an environment and devices and software you already know is a huge advantage. Absolutely. The dash camera has been just, such a, an interesting product line for us. We've been making that, the dash cameras for a very long time. Um, ours are the best on the market, the most premium on the market. Um, they're the smallest form factors on the market. So they're very just easy to tuck away and get out of the way. Um, and we've just been doing this for a long time, but at, at math this year, back in March, 
I was talking to a lot of drivers and I just could not believe how many drivers were coming up asking for dash cameras, just asking, asking what's yeah. the late, what's going on with dash cameras. I mean, the navigators were important too. We got lots of questions on the navigators and all that kind of stuff, but man, the interest in dash cameras was really hard. I think that story is really, really resonating well with drivers. They understand that, man, you're, your livelihood to this truck and, and and having a camera protecting it and keeping an eye out for you is it's just it's just smart business and so um, we love to be able to be deliver the products for that and I'm excited about uh, this product. I had several people keep asking me, "Hey, do you have the navigator and the camera in one?" Uh, that's just that's <laughs> right. more convenient for me to just be able to plug one thing in. It's one cable, right. it's one product, yep. and it does it all. So. We're excited to have this one. We got that question last week or a couple weeks ago when I was on last time too, where they called in and they were asking, Hey, do you got the <laughs> both of them together? And I was like, yes, I wanted to just say yes, yes, yes. I, I, I know. do, but, uh, I know we weren't quite there yet, but now we are. So, so I, I- I know that, um, you know, Garmin as a company kind of has a roadmap of all kinds of products. I mean, you guys are looking way out into the future. I know that's how this works. Um, and I know also that a lot of that stuff is kept very, very quiet. I Just speculating out loud, I can't think of any more devices we might need right now. I mean, if you think about it, th- this suite of products with the navigator the headset the watch the camera i mean this is just an awesome suite all works together so in my mind i'm thinking i don't think there's probably any more you know devices which is kind of nice because now your energy will go into just making this better and better and better over time you know updates new ideas but i i can't imagine any other hardware anytime soon. So it's kind of exciting that you've got this beautiful suite of hardware products. And now, and honestly, first edition of the software has been a pretty amazing, I think, uh, with what I've seen so far. And I, we can just expect this to get better and better now. Oh, I would say definitely. Um, you know, both the watch and the headset are first generation products for us, uh, for, for the trucking market. Um, and so, I mean, obviously we've been making watches a long time, so the watch isn't a first generation product, but these features are first generation. And so we're, we're very much, uh, uh, going to keep maturing the product line. We're always on the lookout for new product categories. Uh, we love new product categories. If there's something, if there's something else that uh, is going to benefit the driver and and, and make their lives easier, uh, that we can make, we're, we're going to be looking for that thing. Uh, What could we do? Uh, being very innovative in that way. But, um, you're absolutely right in that we do have now a set of of kind of a product ecosystem with the headset and the watch and the navigators and the cameras. Uh, um, and the goal is to just keep maturing that and maturing that and really just making that uh, uh, garment ecosystem just better and better by adding more features, by adding more data, um, adding, you know, better integrations where it just gets better and better and more seamless. And so uh, that's, that's definitely a big goal of the roadmap. Well, we uh, we kind of touched on this a little before. I had uh, John and Joel on me with with me last time, and we have some ideas. Uh, the interesting thing about the idea we have is it wouldn't require any more hardware. All the hardware there is there now. Uh, all the Garmin hardware for this idea we want to do, and it's really just a matter of software and some other things. So. Uh, at some point here, pretty quick, I'm going to reach out to you with an email and maybe set up a meeting so we can talk about that idea. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be great. 
Excellent. Well, Eric, as always, thanks for joining us. It's uh, been a crazy time. It's been exciting, all these new products, and it's nice now we can just get them in our cab and sit back and just start improving them over time. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, I, I am too. I mean, it's, 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 a cool, it's a cool lineup for new products for truck drivers this summer. We've been really working hard. Uh, for the last year to a couple, for the headset, it was a couple years of a lot wow. of work. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we've been working for a long time on getting these products out. Um, really hope that the drivers respond well to them and are really, uh, really hopefully they really hit the hit the mark and, and serve serve their needs really well. Um, uh, just to reiterate, the the, the OTR uh, the diesel cam OTR seven ten has all the same great features that I talked about from the OTR launch uh, a couple weeks ago. So all of the automatically around your destination. It's got all the improved um, stop planning, all of the better and deeper integrations with other services. And so um, it's got like the Loves and Pilot Flying J integrations with their loyalty points programs. And so there's all kinds of cool features. Um, it's, it's just got the additional uh, dash camera features on top of that. So awesome. It's a very, very cool product. Yeah, certainly is. The whole suite, we're excited about it. Uh, Eric, We, uh, I'm sure we'll have you back again soon. There's so much to talk about. So uh, appreciate it. Exciting new products. You can head over to the store at letstruck.com. And uh, Eric, we'll be talking to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks for joining us. Eric Miller from Garmin. All right. We are going to get to some phone calls Calls are starting to come in. It is a free-for-all. I'll stay here till uh, 9 o'clock Pacific time or till we run out of questions. Totally up to you. Jump in and join us. 855-950-3835. We're going to head off to Texas to get started. BJ, welcome to the program. Hello, Kevin. Called you a couple of times and um, is Garmin still on the line with us? No. No, I let him get oh. on with this day. <laughs> okay, well, I had like 10 questions about uh, GPS <laughs> <Okay>. for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, normally the questions are, you know, pretty specific and technical. I can answer a lot of them. Sometimes when it comes down to, you know, individual settings and things like that, it's a little hard to do on the, the radio. Maybe I could help you with some of them. I'm not sure. Okay, first one is um, I got the new 810. Um, I've had Garmin GPSs for over two years now, probably three different ones. Um, the new 810, when I'm mapping out my route, uh, I find that it's taken me different directions, like in through right in the middle of town and stuff instead of the direction that I used to get. And I'm wondering why they're mapping in different directions. It's not just one stop. It's like every stop is not routed the same way. And it's, it's taking long routes around instead of just, you know, straight to the point. Okay. So here again, we're coming down to really specific settings on each different device. And, you know, the first thing I tell people when you've got an issue with the device like this, make sure it's updated. You know, every time you get an electronic... Yes, updated, I called yeah, in. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, with almost every electronic device, by the time they ship these products, you would think, why do I need to update it? I just opened the damn thing. Well, that thing might have been put in the package six months ago. 
And since that time, there have been software updates. That's just part of our world today with software. So it's kind of like making sure your computer's plugged in before you try troubleshooting it. Make sure you've got all the updates. Uh, It sounds to me like there's going to be a setting somewhere on the routing preferences that's changed. I I understand. Uh, I did do an update as soon as I got it in my truck because I know about that. Um, and I've gone through all the settings, each one clicked mm. on it separately, looking for anything. Uh, and I can't myself find anything that I can change in there as far as routing goes. Okay. This so, is a better question. Even if we had Eric on the line, when it comes down to questions like this, these are better questions for their tech support line. Again, multiple devices, different, you know, software. We might have to go in and try a setting. I I can't imagine that they have just randomly decided to change the way they route everything. I mean, that that, so I have to believe this is some sort of a setting somewhere. Right. I I totally agree. And I have called support um, and talked to them. They, I mean, when I ask questions like this, I, I end up on the phone for 30 minutes because, you know, like they really don't know and they're looking and searching. Yeah. And, um, so do you have, I first got this, do you have any of your old Garmin devices still? Of course. Yes. So if you set them right next to each other and you put in the same address, they'll route two different ways. Right. And, and when you're on with tech support and you tell them that they can't figure this out. I have not asked tech about it yet. Okay. I haven't called okay. it on this specific thing, but um, when I had no, the, I, yeah. the problem getting the whole the whole system to work, come to find out the, the Garmin uh, app that I link all my stuff to, I have a dash cam and all of that. Um, come to find out I had an outdated app. Ah, I have a okay. new diesel app. Correct. So right. I went in and downloaded all of that and then it started working, but now I'm having other uh, issues as well. Um, I'll call Eric and see if there's somebody we can work with directly and maybe figure that out. Because that's a pretty big deal. When you've got two devices there and they're routing you completely different ways, we need to figure out why. Right. I went into my settings as far as my weight of my truck and all that, thinking maybe something was different. But everything appears the same. So it's just kind of... right. It's a problem when it's trying. It, it led me right to downtown. I'm like, wow, this is. I've been to this location three times, and it's never, never routed me this never way. Never gone so, that way, right? That's what I'm wow. saying. It seems to me like I can't imagine they changed their entire algorithm on how things route. So I, I just think we've got a setting somewhere, yeah. or like you said, even. And I know you've already checked it to make sure the dimensions are all the same so it's not routing you a different way because of a weird dimension um like i said i've got a note here i'll reach out to them and see if there's somebody we can work with um more directly on issues like this right and uh, i'm the one that called in about uh losing gps signal okay thing and i and i got the 810 after that and um it's still doing the same thing so I'm trying to, I've got all Garmin products. Right. Which um, just helps. having problems, yeah. you know, get it dialed in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. You know, we work pretty closely with them. Maybe we can even get somebody that kind of helps us with directly with issues like this. That would be great. I, I love all their system. I love everything. It's just, I can't seem yeah. to get everything working right. Yeah. Let's see what we can do about that. 
Appreciate it, Kevin. All right. Thanks for the call. Let's, uh, all right. Phone lines are open. If you want to jump in and join us, dial the phone right now, 855 950 It is a free-for-all today. Anything goes. If you have a question, a comment, a topic, pick up the phone and join me. We're going to head off to uh, Alberta this time. Ben, welcome to the program. Yeah, good morning, Kevin. How are you doing? Doing good. What's on your mind today? Uh, so, uh, brother-in-law took the acid reflux uh, CPI kit, and uh, he's he said today or tomorrow is the last day, but he's got pretty pretty severe uh, acid reflux, and he's wondering what he did wrong or what what's going on. Uh, has he done a discovery call yet? <clears throat> Uh, no, no, he's not. I, I would do that. I mean, if you know, if somebody's been on PPIs for a long time, one kit doesn't usually do it. Sometimes it takes two. The worst worst case, I've had to go through three. But there should be some improvement. So if he's already been through one complete kit, he's not seeing any improvement, then we've got to go figure out why. And, and the best way to do that is with the discovery call or a one-on-one if we need to dig deeper. Okay. There, there's no obvious yeah, reason yeah, for this. Pretty... I mean, we, we've done this hundreds, maybe even thousands of times, and this normally doesn't happen. So there's no quick, easy answer to this. We're just going to have to probably redo the NutriQ, dig into, you know, we may have to have him do a food journal for a week or so. We're just going to have to dig because this isn't the normal result. Yeah. Yeah, he's just wondering if he should go to the doctor and get uh, a stronger dose for now because it's pretty bad. You know, he's got to make that decision. I, I the, the thing about this with this condition, the traditional medical community will never do anything to fix it. They're only going to give him drugs that will cover up the symptoms. If the symptoms are that bad that he needs that, then he should go do that. But he also needs to understand that could reverse the work we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, because it's been pretty. So if he if, can hardly focus what, uh, on his work. So I, yeah, so I, I, I use another option here rather than going back to his traditional doctors and that is if he if he doesn't think you know working with us remotely is going to fix this i I would still find a good functional medicine doctor if he wants a doctor involved i can understand that but i can promise you anything he does with the traditional medical community is going to start to reverse what we've already started to try and fix yeah i agree yeah, our he, whole, he thinks his, our his whole, lid is not uh, properly. Well, and that's uh, maybe we need a functional medicine doctor. If he believes that there's some sort of physical issue here, then that's where a functional medicine doctor could come in and, and figure that out or not. But our the whole point here is we need to rebuild his stomach acid. Everything the traditional medical community is going to do is the opposite. They're going to try to minimize his stomach acid and weaken it. And that way the symptoms go away. But 
then we have all the other health problems that that creates and he'll be on those drugs the rest of his life. So I get it. I know this is uncomfortable. It's um, so if anything, if he, you know, feels like he needs to try something else, I would try a functional medicine doctor. Yeah. Okay. I'll try and get him on a new but anyways, um, getting on to the next question. Um, I, uh, I used to have acid reflux oh quite quite a few years back. It kind of it kind of disappeared after I cut out the sugar. Okay. And uh, but every now and again, sometimes it doesn't. It it's different times. Eh? I get a surge of a couple of seconds of a little bit of acid reflux, like just a hair. I hardly notice it. Eh? Okay. I'm just wondering what that might be. Like uh, for just for a couple of seconds, and then it disappears. Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, when you have something that is so intermittent like that, about the only thing you could do uh, if you really wanted to, you know, really try um, – is to kind of keep a food and mood journal. We have one online you can use for free. Um, And it's just a place to kind of record what you eat, how you're feeling. And then when you have one of those episodes, then you can look back at your food mood journal and say, okay, is there any pattern here? Does this happen, you know, on the same day that I eat this particular food or does it happen on a day where I was having a really bad day and I felt stressed? All we can do is kind of keep notes on things and see if there's some correlation to this. Yeah. Okay. And when, when, in the mornings when I wake up, that's a, that's a different issue here again. Uh, I used to feel, because I ordered your light balance from the store, but I haven't, uh, it hasn't come yet. And uh, I, I get like a tiring feeling in my bones, uh, kind of weak too. Eh? I'm wondering, and then I started uh, salt water in the morning. Would that do the same thing? And it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, petering off right now as I started the salt uh, water in the morning in water, so, you know. So I'm you wondering s- if that would do the same thing a light balance does. Uh, no, because salt is only salt, sodium chloride. We're trying, light balance gives us a balance of three minerals, magnesium, potassium, and salt. Salt on its own, if the levels get too high and you're low on potassium and magnesium, can actually cause high blood pressure. That's why we've always said you should eat a low fat di- or a low salt diet. But that's again not addressing the root cause. It's kind of just covering up the symptom. The way to fix it is to balance all three of those, and that's why we use the light balance because it's becoming more and more difficult to get good magnesium and potassium from food so this is one area where we supplement but salt alone won't do the same thing in fact salt alone could actually exacerbate the problem uh-huh yeah i see yeah i was just wondering what that is that feeling in, in I, like it's kind of a weakness in the bones till till you get going in the morning an hour after you wake up it kind of disappears yeah it it's hard to say again that this these are the kind of things we usually figure out by working with that food mood journal you know we start to identify uh-huh. when and why it happens you know that kind of 
sluggish, low energy feeling. Um, I get it once in a while. And one of the things I've really noticed that helps a lot for this, I haven't been experiencing it lately, uh, is doing both uh, doses of Cardio Miracle every day. I know I said for a long time I was just doing one. I've been much more strict about doing both now. One, you know, right after I get off the show, I usually go out in the garden for an hour or so just to relax, get some sunshine for the day. And I usually do a, a cardio miracle then, and then I'll do one right before bed. That seems to be improving that kind of sluggish, heavy feeling a lot. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, that answers most of my questions for today. All I appreciate, right. appreciate that, Kevin. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's uh, let's go back to the phones. Lines are open if you want to join us. 855-950-3835. It is a free-for-all today. Anything goes. You have a question, a comment, a topic. Pick up the phone. I promise you'll get through if you dial right now. We're going to head off to... Pennsylvania. Dave, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, going back to that caller with the uh, Garmin routing problem, I used to run a um, Garmin 770, and in the preferences, navigation preferences, somewhere in there, you could choose between fastest route and shortest route. And the fastest route would keep you on the interstate's and the shortest routes would pretty much take you through the small towns and Main Street, every single small town in America. Well, when I upgraded to the OTR 800, in the um, navigation preferences, they only have fastest route and a new routing called uh, off-road routing. And off-road routing, it'd be like if you're flying an airplane. It's just, just oh, a yeah. straight line distance. <laughs> okay. so, so for a truck driver, it's pretty much useless. Yeah, that is so useless. driving yeah. around the country, it's, it's absolutely useless. And when you're driving around the country with the OTR 800, it seems to me the fastest routing has reverted to the old, shortest routing. Oh, so it'll okay. take you through all the main streets of America. So can so, we? And I've tried to can we turn an email that off? tech support about it. No, you have to pick a routing. You have to pick one of them. And you know, that, if you if you have one of those handy, just look at it, and it'll tell you. You know, it's just a little bubble, and you just have to select the bubble. It's either or. There's you have to have one. Huh? Yeah, I didn't even update my Garmin last time. I mean, they'll send me anything I want to test, but mine had been working so good. My ten inch, I didn't bother having him send me another one. I think I'm going to now, though. I'm going to reach out and have him send me one so I can make sure I'm See, when I'm trying to help people, I'm using the yeah, same was, stuff they are. I think it was the new OTR series. Like, cause, uh, I think there's a 700, an 800, and a 1,000. Right. And they all have that new off-road yeah, option, which that, is useless for a truck driver. <laughs> that, that sounds like what we're talking about here. So I think you may have identified. I'll um, I'll call them after the show today and see what I can find out about that. Yeah, we'd definitely appreciate it because I'm tired of driving through small towns, you know, when I don't have to. Yeah, something, like I said, I, I can't imagine that they've just changed their whole algorithm here. I have to believe this is a setting somewhere. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, I'll see what I can find out. That helps, though. 
Yep, that's all I got. All right, thanks for the call. All right, we've got lines open. If you want to jump in and join us, 855-950-3835. I will stay here as long as we have questions. Um, I've got a couple things um, I do want to talk about. California AB5 looks like uh, it's about to go into effect Lots of speculation on what this is going to mean. Is there anything that um, the groups like California Trucking Association and Western States Trucking Association and some of the other groups that have tried to fight this, I don't know if they really have anything left. Um, You know, they used their argument and uh, the Ninth Circuit didn't agree with them and the... Uh, Supreme Court decided not to hear the case, which means the decision from the Ninth Circuit um, stays in effect, and that's now the law of the land. And what that means in California is that it is in just a couple days here, I think it kicks in. Um, it's illegal to lease your truck to a trucking company in the state of California now. How that is going to affect people who the company's in California, but they live somewhere else or they live in California, but the company's somewhere else. I don't know. And we're just going to have to wait and see how a lot of this plays out in the courts. Um, and, And the other thing that's going to happen, even though I say right now in California, it's going to be illegal to lease your truck to a carrier. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It will happen. People will keep doing it, just like we still drive trucks in California that aren't carb compliant. Just because there's a law or rule doesn't mean everybody's going to follow it. But this is, it it is a law. So at some point, we're going to have to deal with this. And uh, it could have some pretty big repercussions in the trucking industry. There are some other states looking at this, New York and New Jersey. The federal government has a bill right now that has passed the House. Uh, I always forget the name of it. Matt always sends it to me. I guess I could look back to see. Uh, Was it called the PRO Act, I think? I always seem to forget that one. I'm looking back now. Jeez, Matt's been sending me a lot of stuff. Um, Yeah, it is the PRO Act, H.R. 842. And then in the Senate, it's S.420. It's stuck in committee there. So just definitely something to keep an eye on. And uh, we'll kind of get an idea how this is going to be working in in California and see what this does and how the courts deal with this. Let's uh, let's go back to the phones. Lines are open. If you want to jump in and join us, anything goes. 855-950-3835. We're off to Texas this time. Fred, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How you doing today, sir? How was your weekend? I was uh, relaxing. I worked in the garden a little bit, but I actually caught up on a lot of reading. I've got, I, I, like I said, I've got like four books going at the same time, which is making me a little crazy, but uh, I finished one of them completely. Um, that that uh the book i was talking about yesterday the end of the or not yesterday friday i guess the end of the world is just the beginning have you heard me talk about that one yet yeah i 
I, 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 I was kind of listening to shows. I missed last week, most of the week, just my timing and everything. So I was, I was, while I was billing Sunday morning, I was kind of catching up on some of the shows. Um, yeah, I, I like to, if you can maybe post a couple of, maybe a list if you get around to it sometime, I, I, uh, I have a bunch of stuff on my plate, but there's always, you know, always room for another one. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it's one of those books that the, the guy is such a good writer and he's so persuasive. And, and it's not even like he tries really hard. He just puts the facts together. He looks at things historically. And when he outlines something that's going to happen, I read it as though it's going to happen. And then I finish the book and I'm like, this could all just be bullshit. I mean, he's making an awful right. lot of assumptions here. Now, the, the data is good. The research was spot on. Um, but there are an awful lot of assumptions in this. And But if you start to look around, we're already starting to see the beginning of some of this. And, and he claims we're, we're in it. it, it um, we may have put it off for a little longer except COVID. COVID kind of pushed everything right. right off the edge with this. And man, oh man, you, you look at it and you go, if he's right, what a massive change the world is in for. But what if he's wrong? What if it's just just one assumption could be wrong? But it, it's it's one of the more interesting books I've read in a long time. Well, I, I think to approach something like that, I guess big picture it's sort of like how you've been recommending uh, guys who should be um, paying off debt, saving money, waiting for the downturn the last two and a half, three years. And if it doesn't come, well, what have you done that's wrong? Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing you know, here. Like, yeah, all right. So, you know, why? I mean, don't get don't get obsessed with it and let it ruin your life. But um, but, you know, I mean, to be prepared is not a bad thing. Uh, more well here's the thing did did we ever believe as americans that we would go through a year or more of actually we're going on two plus years now of there's always something that seems to be in a shortage or we can't get it and honestly it seems to be getting worse i mean i just read there's still like 40 billion dollars worth of goods sitting off the west coast and container ships still I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is because there's only so many hours in a day that they can do it and their union and they work their pace. And, and so if, if a lot of what, you know, he talks about in this book, we can already see it's already starting to happen. I mean, we never right. thought that we would be dealing with shortage after shortage after shortage uh, in the United States. And yet here we well, are. I, Right. I feel I feel this is a direct correlation to uh, the ruling class outsourcing all the manufacturing to keep the prices of goods low, to keep our wages stagnant uh, over the last 40 years. And they did it all just for profit. They didn't do it. They didn't. They didn't. You know, they're not. You know, you know, there's so much going on in the world. And you read so many things like this book you just finished and stuff like that. And. Uh, you had you had parsed the question that you didn't understand why the administration is not slowing down with their with their sinking poll numbers, and I I contemplated over what you said, and I, I have maybe a, a little bit of a 
in my eyes, what might be the, the, the reason why. Um, so, you know, the, the left has been taking hold of the Democratic Party, you know, slowly but surely over the last, I'd say, two to three decades, you know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe longer, I guess, if we go back to Lyndon B. Johnson, you know what I mean? You know, so, um, but, you know, they, they've been taking hold. And, you know, you had President Obama and Nancy Pelosi with Obamacare. Let's, let's pass it before we can read it. And they take two or three steps towards this, this uh, quote-unquote, democratic socialism, you know, that, that no one in the whole world, in the whole history of the world has done right, but they're going to get it right, <laughs> according to Bernie Sanders. It, right. Um, you know, so, so they've been taking two or three steps forward towards that. And then when we have a Republican come into to, to office, we take a step or two back, not two or three steps back. And they also are in the status quo to a, to a certain extent because they're profiting in a separate way. They're profiting on the big wars, and now the Democratic Party's into the big wars also. So, uh, But, you know, so, so we never really ever get back to square one. I think that's why they demonized the orange man, because he wasn't part of the clique. He wasn't part of the norm. He did as much as he could to stop it, and he was shut down every which way. And now they're trying to do this January 6th committee to hopefully stifle if he has any any uh, ideas of running again. And, and I think the bigger picture, what they're doing here is they're telling everyone that's not part of this status quo and the establishment, do not even try it because we're going to ruin you financially and you're, you're going to ruin your name and everything else. Yeah. You know, we, we, what I, you just it's said. Hard, it's hard to. Yeah. What you started this off with is exactly what the book is all about. How the world, okay. how we just kept expanding and finding the cheapest way to produce and deliver a product. That's what has been right. going on for decades and decades where, you know, we right. used to produce a lot of textiles in this country. That was one of the first oh, things yeah. we started shipping over to Asia primarily, um, clothes and textiles. Right. Well, that didn't stay there. I mean, as far as we know, it left our country. We kind of forget about it. It didn't stay in those countries that it moved to a couple decades ago. It's moved multiple times since then. Textiles are the, the way a country starts to build its industrial base. So when a third world country wants to grow, wants to get into this world economy, they'll go after textiles. They're cheap. They don't require skilled labor. That so, And that kept moving. And then these other countries that right. started with textiles, well, then they move into, you know, even like low grade electronics. And you, you move your way up as a country. And that's been going on for decades. And that's what shapes this. And now this book is saying that's over. That's not going to happen anymore. And I, the one piece I'm missing is I'm not sure what that final straw is that that makes this happen. And they kind of always bring it back to the fact that the reason we can have this global economy is because the United States became the world's Navy and said, we said we'll protect any shipment anywhere in the world. And I guess we're going to stop doing that at some point. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, 
you know, you, you can get into this, this whole that, you know, the, the ruling class of today uh, think that America is immoral and that we don't deserve the number one status in the world. And, and they're working towards that end, I guess, in a, I, in a sense. You know, who, so, I, I wonder, they, just, I don't mean to jump in and interrupt, but, but if, no. if we're not moral enough to, to be the world leader, then who is? Well, that's the, that's, that's the question that no one wants to answer. So, you know, I go, I read a lot of history, heard a lot of quotes, and, you know, you go back to, to Joseph Stalin says, if, if, you, if I can teach the, the young, I'll plant seeds that will live on for, oh, for yeah. decades. Hitler, Hitler said, give me the youth and I'll control yeah. the future. No, no doubt. So, so this is, this is, this is, this is the, the Marxist, the, the whole, and unfortunately, I think the people that were in charge back then and that gave up, gave up looking at the education system for the, the corporate, uh, you know, for the, 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 the capitalism corporate, you know, the, 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 I guess at the time the Republicans were more about big business and corporation and corporate, you know, cor- corporatizing the, the world and, and all this stuff. And the, the Democrats were more on the social end of the things back through the sixties and seventies. So, and the left was infiltrating the democratic party and they got control of the education system. So we, we, we can look at the, at the, at the elite, the, the tech elites, their children go to school and they learn how to read and write. And with textbooks, they don't learn with, with tablets. They don't learn with, with, with devices. Uh, you know, the, the big, the big private schools still read and write and, and, and learn the old fashioned way where you retain when you read something, not on a tablet or a screen. And it's slowly becoming this, this upside down power class divide. And, and of course they throw everything else out, you know, because someone's black and I'm white, we, we shouldn't even be talking because we're both enemies of each other when we're all Americans at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. Or, or if you're gay and I'm straight, we, well, I'm, I'm a, I, you know, what, what, they divide us any which way they can to keep us fighting amongst ourselves. Yep. And so they can just keep, so they can just keep going, you know, and, and they're going to run us off the cliff and I don't know <sighs> yeah. where this leads to, you know, look at, look at this bill that they just passed with the red flag laws. Now, listen, I mean, it, it may be well intended. I, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know the the whole establishment is against us, but there 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 are laws on the books. Oh, and, uh, and you have all these big and you have all these big cities releasing all these gun violence offenders. So well, where yeah. where 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 do we go? Yeah, where do that, we go from here when you have John Cornyn of Texas writing the bill? Yeah, you know the whole thing about we we need more gun laws. We need more gun laws. We need more gun laws. When is somebody going to stop and say, "Wait a minute! Every person that picks up a gun and shoots people broke multiple laws. Every time they do it, they're breaking right. multiple laws. Why would it matter that you're going to write more laws? Criminals don't follow laws. Listen, I, I mean, when are we going to just figure that this, part of this out? We can put this down to pretty much almost anything. Speeding, seatbelts. I mean, come on. I mean, right. there's laws on the books. Right. I, I've gotten speeding tickets over the 34 years being out here. I've gotten seatbelt tickets, you know, in the past 10 years. 
I mean, come on. I mean, this is this, this, this a law, well, and we decide if, we, you know, if we're going to follow it or not. And this last shooting really opened up even my eyes. I didn't know that we had so many states with red flag laws in place already. Right. New York, New York had red flag laws, uh, and that guy fl- in Buffalo. Florida has them. Right the cracks. Florida yeah. has red flag yeah. laws. So they obviously don't work. Writing more laws doesn't work. I mean, clearly we we are a nation of laws. We should have laws in place. We do. But why do we keep writing more laws thinking that the people who broke the old ones are somehow going to follow this one? You know, I guess the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Yeah, you know that. So, it, it, I mean, that's where we, we're going. The one issue that I'm actually encouraged about that looks like it might be heading possibly in the right direction, and and this has to do with this all happened because of COVIDs and the lockdowns and homeschooling, and um, you know, we now have states like Arizona. I I was talking about um, oh, what do we call these laws? Um, there's a category of laws around school uh, school choice, school choice laws. I, okay, yeah, I, yeah, school I, choice, yeah. I was talking about these 30 years ago. I think this is one of the right. best things we could possibly do for our children in our country is have true school choice. And for but the people Kevin, who don't know what that means. Children, what, it's not about the children. It's not about education. It's about money. No, no. I, Why I, do we have a federal education? System? We shouldn't. We should have we a absolu- state education. Correct. Yeah, we absolutely. The federal, anything in the federal government that have, has to do with education should just be eliminated right now. Just get rid of it. Right. Total waste right. of a bureaucracy makes a mess of things. But I'm encouraged because we now have states like Arizona that are finally finally starting to put pure true school choice in place so for the people who don't know what that means we all pay for the school system it's all handled through property taxes is how most states are generating revenue for their school system we all pay for that right well you know part of i like the idea that when it comes to government why do i pay for things that i absolutely don't use I, you know, at some point, right. you either don't have children, period, or you at, at some point they're gone and they're not in the school system anymore. But yet we still all pay for the school system. I'm not even going to argue that point because that's never going to change. But if right. I'm paying for that school system, I should be able to pick and choose where my money goes. But I don't have that choice. Now, the only place in most states, the only place I can get my money back, what I'm paying for is to send my children to public school. People who send their children to private school or homeschool them or send them to maybe a religious school, they're paying twice. They have to pay oh, I know. for I did, the public I did school it. I did system. I with a couple of my children. Right. But then they also have to pay to put their, wait a minute, I've already paid to educate my children. You just won't let me choose yeah. where I educate them. I have to go to your government indoctrination centers. Now, under school right. I, choice. I chose to send my children to a $10,000 a year per child. 
That's cool. Sh- that's on top of significant. My New York State taxes. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, New, York. New York State. Yeah, I mean, that's all on, you have I to say. I lived in the city. I lived in the city. <laughs> right. You know, I lived right in the city, so it, that's what it was. You know, it was seven, eight hundred bucks a month. Right. So <laughs> all we're asking is that at least give me credit for the money I've paid towards the school system to educate my children and let me spend that money where I decide to spend it, a private school, homeschooling, or a different public school. Some people actually choose that option. They actually say, hey, wait a minute. I'm not totally against public schools, but where I live, mine suck. And there's this one over here that I really like. Why can't I send my kid to that school? Well, that's why people move certain areas because the public school in that district is very very good right Uh, you know i mean uh, and and here's what we do there and we actually push out the people at the bottom again if i have enough money i can afford to move anywhere i want to get the public school that i want but what if i don't have the the money i can't afford to move like that we're punishing those people at the bottom again let them choose course, where yeah. they want to send their kids to and let the money follow the student. You know, Kevin, I have nothing against teachers at all. I respect all of them. But, you know, this whole thing of tenure and never being able to, you know, you can do anything you want. In New York City, they have uh, some kind of, uh, I forgot what they called it, but these questionable teachers with uh, indiscretions with, with minors. They can't be fired, so they pay them their salary and put them in this administration office in some building in New York. And these are, for lack of a better word, pedophiles. Isn't that disgusting? That, that's just disgusting. That, that, that is, it's, 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 I mean, you know, I should, I, should, I should put them in a warehouse somewhere and, and take, take out yeah. justice yeah. on them. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah you know, we, I mean. Right. There's all kinds of good good um, outcomes we could hope with them, but this isn't one of them that they keep their job and their benefits and everything else. That's bullshit. Right. That's the unions and the tenure. This is why it's such a, such a top heavy system. See, all of these government programs started out possibly with good intent, the welfare system, Uh, absolutely. the the social security, all of this stuff set up with good intentions, but they get so so bureaucratically heavy and so corrupt and so much fraud that, and no one wants to take, no one wants to stop this, you know, because it's, it's the truck. So here's, here's really what this comes down to in kind of the big picture, whether we're talking about governments or unions and even worse, government unions are the absolute worst. What we've really done there is we've taken away accountability and competition. There's no accountability. Right. You, you just said that. Hell, do something so outrageous, you might be a pedophile, and we're still going to keep you in the system? Come on. Right. Um, and, and we have no competition, and that's what government does. So the whole point of that, in my mind, is we should have a government that does as little as possible. Because the way a government works, there's very little accountability and no competition. You, you get poor outcomes with that. But you, you, so, you, do re- you do realize the culture that they're raising. Everyone gets a trophy, no accountability. I know, that's I mean, what has to you stop. Have people, you, have people on social, you have people on social media blaming, blaming bullies when they were kids. And I'm not saying it didn't have a long-term effect, but 
blaming them for their life choices even. Yeah. Now they're yeah, adults, right. their life choices. Like, listen, everyone has some bad stuff happen to them. Everyone loses people and, 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 and make mistakes. But you know what? If you can't move past it and, and, and take responsibility for your life actions, for your life choices, well, then, you're, you know, I don't know, where, I don't know what kind of person you're going to turn out to be later on in life. Well, yeah. And, you know, what we've done with schools is there is no competition to speak of. Because really, right. the only Everyone people the only people who can afford some alternative to the government indoctrination centers are people who are fairly well off or who are really willing to sacrifice and give things up in order to go pay for an education that they've already paid for once. Right. I mean, my wife at the time in New York, she was a stay-at-home mom, and I I did all of this on on my trucking. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and I, that's you pretty know, incredible. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so, so, uh, so now let's think know, about that for a second. Was, let's think about that. We we hear you know a lot of this where you can't raise a family on a single income anymore. Two people have to work. You have to have multiple jobs. Blah blah. blah on and on and on. And yet, as a truck driver living in New York City on one income. You managed to send kids to what was probably a pretty amazing education, clearly expensive. How did you do that? Everybody makes it sound like that's well, totally I mean, impossible. I had, I had, I had the, I had direct freight. I had, I had a direct shipper customer that was my main, my main flow. At the time, I had two, two to three trucks running, myself driving at one of them, and and um, it was a controlled deal, and and I. I, because I gave them the service that they, that they, that no one else could, I had a great rate. So uh, then I, you know, I also had, and being in New York, you know, you got paid a lot of money because of the tolls and the, and the cost of living up there. And, um, you know, I mean, not that I never had help in life, you know, my, my in-laws helped us a little bit here and there. Um, they babysat when my girls were younger, you know, and my wife did work for a little while and, which is how it um, should you know, be. I'll, tell you, I'll but, tell you the difference. I'll tell you the difference. When we moved to Texas six years ago, my son was in, going in the seventh grade. And he did a project, and the teacher came to him and said, how did you learn how to do this? And he was like, oh, I looked online. And she says, no. How did you learn how to write in cursive? <laughs> and, and this is the seventh grade. How did you learn how to write in cursive? And that was second grade. Now, now look, he learned. Let, 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 I, I won't pile on there are a couple things that i'm kind of okay with do we need to teach kids how to write cursive anymore i'm not so sure that we do i, I i'm okay with things like that changing i know for that gonna, that freaks I'm, a lot gonna, of people I'm, out I, but I, i'm gonna go play ahead. devil's advocate okay here. all right um i uh, i got a uh, a credit line um when this started going uh, just in case I need it, right? I got a I got a, a fifty thousand dollar line of credit from uh, from a, a lender. Okay. Um, I don't pay for it unless I use it. Okay. I did everything online, and I had an e signature and everything else. That's where all this fraud and all this identity theft is happening. Back in the day, when you had to hand sign everything and learn cursive, it was you can match up signatures. So. I think there's still a yeah, well. Still, hold hold still on, an argument hold, maybe. Hold, hold on, because I'm going to go back and dispute that. 
because this just recently changed the whole electronic pad signature. A lot of times now at stores, you don't even bother to sign. And here's why. When we had the system to match signatures and everything had to be signed on paper, nobody did. That's why they stopped doing it. <laughs> those, those credit card companies yeah. were not going to go through some sort of a investigation to match up signatures. They just paid it off and moved on. I mean, paying off the fraud is right. just built into our system. I know. So I, know. I that, guess you're right. I guess yeah, you're the, right. The, you know, there was a time, I'm sure, where we taught something to kids in school about horses, we, we don't do that anymore. Right. We don't ride horses. You know, we have vehicles. Things right. do change, and education should change with it. I, I'm really not right. so sure there's any need for cursive writing anymore. Okay, you, 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 you've got me thinking a different direction with this. That's fine. That's good. Not That's that good. I agree with I'll most you, of I, what our I, schools I, are doing, but that one really no, doesn't I, bother I me. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I saw a, an interview with Mike Rowe. Uh, and pretty much everybody knows who Mike Rowe is. And he thinks that the, the worst, one of the worst decisions the education system made was taking out home economics and shop. I agree with that. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, we should have, not only should we go back to what you and I probably went through, we should go even further oh, than yeah. that. I did. Metal shop and wood shop. I, I had a metal shop. I had a wood shop. I had a home ec. I took all kinds of home ec courses. <laughs> I, I took every one of them. I took, you know, home ec. Yes. I took beginning foods, intermediate foods, advanced foods. Um, I loved all that well, stuff. I took home ec because that's where the girls were. Well, that too. Yeah, that, that too. And it was an easy, it was a pretty easy grade. You weren't going to have to, you know, really work all that hard to, you know, to pass a test. So, yeah, I took all of those in wood shop, metal shop we should bring all of those back and we should do more we should have real classes about human health and diet and real classes about good solid financial planning and practical things that we use every single day yes yes um you know i have to say some of the higher end schools out on the uh, out on long island new york i lived out there for a while as well and um they they are still i don't know about today now this is my i have three girls 34 31 and 28 so when my two middle ones were in school going through school they really taught a lot that i recognized um but my son they didn't teach really anything that I recognized. They were, they, were, they were telling them how to do long division. You had to walk around the block just to get to the same answer. You know, it's just it, it, Right. You know, I was involved in the school system in Florida for a while. The cool thing about Florida is you don't have to be a teacher to be a coach. And in a lot of states, you just have to. Um, Florida allows, right. you know, non-teachers as... Uh, and not just volunteer coaches, that's paid coaches. I was a paid high school wrestling coach uh, in Florida, but I wasn't a teacher. So I, I was pretty involved with the school system. And look, I've, in order to do that, you have to go through all the same background checks as teachers do. And, you know, you're going to be around kids. And that's the way it should be. I'm glad they did a really, really sure. thorough background check. And they did. So at that right. point, right. I've already been vetted. 
um, being paid by the school system as a wrestling coach, I actually said I would love to put together a good financial planning course and be able to offer it to the kids, whether it's before school, after school, on the weekends, whatever. Just, you know, I'll put together a curriculum. I'll show it to you. I'm not going to charge anything. I just want to do this. No way. Right. The, the hoops you have wow. to, it, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. It's a shame. It is. It's a shame. It, it, and, you so know, that's they, why they, 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 they have made it, they have made it hard for the, the working, the, the basic working family to survive on one income. Yeah, they, they have. Yeah, and that's why really I, have. I, I, a lot of people don't think this is a big issue. I think it's one of the biggest we're facing right now is school choice. Like you said earlier, yeah. think of all those quotes about getting to the youth. You can convince yeah. youth of anything, anything. Their minds are a and blank I'm slate. Try, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy. These are real quotes from these real people. Oh, absolutely. Men. Right. Yeah, no. You know, I'm not trying to 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 compare anything to anyone. This is real stuff. This is real world history. Right. So and and I agree with Uh, you that 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 is the important issue is what we're teaching each subsequent generation. So I am all for school choice and giving people other options. You know, if people just if people, you know, we. You suggest a lot of books, but if people just went back to the basics and read read books about Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, George Washington, these men, uh, Alexander Hamilton, the men who 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 put their names on the on the the Constitution and who actually signed their own death warrants, yeah, because they if if it didn't work, these guys are going to be hung in the public square. Yep. All right. And and a lot of them had 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 property and 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 things to give up, but they did it because of the greater good. And if they just read some of their their writings and maybe their autobiography, they would really learn what this country was really made about. You know, I mean, you talk about we talk about slavery and and slavery's been around the world for thousands of years. Yep. It's, not, right. it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. You know. It's. But if you talk about slavery, everyone thinks about America. Correct. All right. right. But, you know, the, these, slavery is still these going men. on in the world. Right. Yes. Yes. In Libya, it's going on. In China. They killed. Uh, they killed. Yeah. Oh, in China. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, you know, people people say about the Uyghurs in China. But but in Libya, it's happening right now. There's a slave trade right right there in, in, well, in Libya. And, um, and you know, honestly, a lot of people don't realize this. And when you when you try to tell somebody that this is happening, they'll say, well, that's stupid. They could just walk away. We have a, a sex slave trade in this country. Oh, well, yeah, 100% we do. 100% yeah, we do. that's happening right but, now, every day right but, in our country. Yeah, the, the, what I was trying to get at was the founding fathers, a lot of them didn't believe in slavery, but they knew they can only handle one thing at a time when they wrote the Constitution. That's why they said all men are created equal with indelible rights, that God-given rights. Yeah, all men. Yeah, not government-given. Just white men. They, did, they didn't say white men. They didn't say black men. They said all men are created equal and that they, and that they have God-given inalienable rights of the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And just to clarify, and, 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 we, we include... Both of the only two genders in that statement, men and women, are all created oh, equal. Oh, 100%. Oh, right. come on now, Kevin. Now, stop now. Stop being racist and misogynistic <laughs> and whatever they want to call you nowadays. 
yeah. I was actually going to buy a dress and be a woman-owned company. I was in Walmart the other day. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, Fred. Good stuff. Uh, I'm going anyway, yeah, yes, to cut you loose. Uh, good talking to you as always. Let's uh, let's roll right on here. We're going to head off to Colorado this time. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Hey, I just wanted to disagree with you on the cursing part. Okay. Tell me why. And just what that Fred that did, well, because just what the last, the fathers, in a hundred years, nobody will know how to read that if we don't teach cursive in school. So? Or if we don't teach our children. So, no, don't well, you think that would be a good thing to do? Well, to no, have, I, I, to it, it, know how to do. No, because any document because, that was in cursive, we could just convert to plain text. It's just a different way of writing. And, and if we think about it, why why did it ever come about? And I don't know the history of this. I'm totally speculating. The only advantage yeah. to cursive for well, me is if you do a lot of writing, it's much faster. That's the only advantage. Why are we so enamored with cursive writing? It's just a way to communicate. It's just a way to put a symbol down on a piece of paper that tells me something. Well, there was a time when we did a lot of writing. So when you do a lot of writing, then cursive made a lot of sense. But hardly anybody writes anything anymore. So why do we need cursive? It's not efficient anymore. Well, just, well, for one the only thing I can say is I don't, if it's all digital or all printed, how do we know, how would they know exactly what they wrote? I mean, they could go in and change it. Mainly, I don't trust them. And as far as cursive goes. Well, well hold on, you know, hold on. I got into hold hold grade, on. We could, we could make the same argument about Latin. In the beginning, all the important documents in the world were written in Latin. Do you know Latin? Oh, I'm fluent. <laughs> yeah, I don't. We Hell don't no, teach it. I don't know it. But but there are still people that know it, even though it's been gone for yeah. a long time. If we need somebody to say, "Hey, interpret that Latin document," there's still a million people around that can do that. It's the same thing with cursive. Yeah. We're not going to forget how to read cursive. It's not that difficult. It's just not efficient. There's <laughs> there's no point in it anymore. Well. I just to be. I just wanted to be able to read it. I don't, you know, writing it. I'll tell you what. With me, in sixth grade, we had a principal that would not let us write in cursive. Really? And so since then, I've never written right. Huh? Apparently, he didn't learn how to read until after he graduated from high school. Interesting. And so maybe he couldn't read it, but he maybe. wouldn't let us write in cursive. I mean, I the only thing I write in cursive, you know, and I'm arguing with you the, on the point. The only thing I write is my signature. It, you know, everything which, else I've read. Which you for know, the I'm most part anymore, so. it, it, the signature, <laughs> we just kind of talked about that. That's almost going away now because we are starting to digitally sign documents. So even the signature part yeah. of this is starting to disappear. And you're right. That was the last kind of holdout for most of us. You sign your name in cursive, but even signing your name is kind of going away. 
Right, right. Really, right. let's think about hey, this. Thing, let, 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 oh, let, let's just think about if we're worried about this security, is that really your signature? Well, we know credit card receipts, forget it. Nobody cares anyway. Somebody steals your credit card, they can sign yeah. Mickey Mouse, and the credit card company is going to cover it. You're not in, in any danger. So if, if all right. this is kind of going away, then really what is this point of having this thing we call cursive writing? And if you already know how to do it and you know how to read it, great. But look, we're, we're, we're putting kids out of school that have like zero life skills. So if nothing else, take away cursive and let me teach them some life skills during that time. Yeah, that's why we need to get them out of the public school. Exactly. We need to get rid of the... Right. The... the you know, if we're going to have public schools, it should be state run and not and, federal. And get we should, yep, get, 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 you're absolutely you right. Get rid yeah. of the federal department of education, yeah. make it state and yeah. local and give us school choice. Let me take my school money that I pay through my taxes and pick whatever public school I might want to send my kids to or any private school, or I can teach them at home and I get the money. Right, right. I agree with you there. Yeah. All right. And I, I have, you know, and I don't have a strong argument for the cursive, but I'm, that's just <laughs> my only reason. Uh, real quick. Sure, go Real ahead. quick. On the book, I missed the beginning of, of your show. What's the book you were talking about? The End of the World is Just the Beginning by Peter Zehan. Okay, okay. So it's okay. um, I right. on Friday, I had John and Joel. It was uh, just a typical Friday for us. And kind of the topic on Friday, I, I, I like the way those two think. Uh, the three of us together, there just seems to be a really good dynamic there. So on Friday, I challenged those two to read that book because I wanted to get their take on it this coming Friday. So anybody else that wants to be a part of that, go get the book, go read it, and we'll have a book club on Friday this week. Okay. Do you know, is that on Audible? Um, I can check. Yeah, check. I, I was going to say I could check right now. I think it is. Um, I think I saw, I just, you know, when I was on the road, I was doing Audible again, but um, I haven't been doing end of the world is just the beginning it looks like it is there yep it's there and it's narrated by the author okay okay i'll have to look it up so. yeah it's uh all it, right the, the, well that's this, all i got the, this is a pretty long book it, I, I didn't realize this i thought when i opened the book on kindle i thought i remember seeing it takes an average of about 10 hours to read it but on and it might because reading's different than trying to read an audio book um the audio book is almost 17 hours long is that right yeah that's a long yeah, book that's a long one. yeah that's a long one. that's like i downloaded uh or i got uh the creature from jekyll island the other day day and that thing I believe it's 24 hours. That That's another yeah. long one, yeah. Um, um, so I'm st right yeah. now, so I finally finished, well, not finally, I finished it in two days. Um, the, the end of the world is just the beginning. I finished in two days. But at the same time, I'm reading The Creature from Jekyll Island, The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels and Inflation by Steve Forbes, because all four of them kind of play well together. 
I mean, they're all kind of touching on a lot of the same stuff on what's going on with our world economy right now. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. But anyways, that's all I got. I'll let you go so you can get on to somebody else if you're still taking calls. All right. Thanks for the call. Let's, uh, let's grab another one. Let's go to California. Keith, welcome to the program. Thank you for taking my call, Kevin. Um, I know you spoke about this before, and I think apple cider vinegar is the beginning of the solution, but I don't know the rest of it. Horrific toe fungus. Can you tell me how to fix it? Tell me about your diet. Terrible. Then there you go. You got to fix your diet. Anything, even the natural stuff, when we talk about like apple cider vinegar, it may help. The problem is we're not addressing the root cause. The root cause is actually in your gut, believe it or not. You have dysbiosis. You probably have an overgrowth of yeast and fungus and some other funky stuff going on, and that tends to settle in toenails a lot. But what we're really looking at is a poor diet and gut dysbiosis. So I'm going to do organ meat powder and the vitamin form, then I'm going to clean my diet up. A lot of greens. I'm going to eat greens. No greens. Oh, no grain, no white stuff, no rice, no nothing. That'll, that'll, that's a good start. Right. Yes. Okay. Then what? Then where do I go? Well, let's just start there. Sometimes that's all it takes. Okay. And, and so people understand okay. when, when people say, well, what about a supplement or why don't I do this? Or we could do that. My philosophy is many, many times, whatever problem it is we're dealing with, the diet alone fixes it. So why start with all that other stuff? Let's just start with the diet. Don't do anything else. Don't buy any supplements. Don't, don't do anything. Just change your diet. 30 days if you do a good, strict dietary change. And I don't mean you have to be 100%. Nobody is. We all cheat a little bit here and there. But you know, if we make a real attempt at this and you eliminate grains and sugars and processed food and and after 30 days, this may just be gone and you may not have to do anything else. Great. Perfect. Perfect. That gives me hope and inspiration and I know what to do. Yeah, and then in 30 days, after you've had a good 30-day reset and you're eating nice and clean, if there are still issues, maybe the toenail fungus is still there, then call, then we'll go on to the next step. But we may not need another step. Great. That fills my heart with joy. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. I am a big believer in food. We can do a lot with food. All right. I'm going to wrap this up for the day. Um, great calls today. Um, exciting announcement from Garmin, new products, lots of great stuff from Garmin. You can check it out in our store, letstruck.com. We have lots of new food items in our store that are absolutely amazing. We have a couple other new products coming in as well. Um, we've just been approached by a lot of companies. Com- people, companies come and finding us. Um, so we're excited about that. I'll, I'll keep you updated. We have some announcements coming. Um, what else? Uh, tomorrow, the power hour and the pit. I haven't heard from uh, 
uh, John and Stanford yet, so we'll see if they'll be joining me tomorrow. I have, uh, I've kind of got a show idea for the pit already brewing in my head. I need to go work on that. Uh, so I think I'm going to wrap this up and we will see you back here tomorrow. Oh, check out the app as well. If you are not listening on our app, you need to go get it. And if you have our app, I'd love it if you give us a, uh, a written review uh, in your store, whether it's the Google Play Store or Apple. Um, we've had a lot of really good reviews already. I appreciate that. When we get reviews, it makes it easier for everybody else to find things. So um, give us a little love there if you would. We will see you back here tomorrow. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.